When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As I said, somebody I thought you jammed the plastic part in there. You was like, no. No, you do put the plastic part in Oh, it was something there. I asked you then. <laughs> No, it was something about you. It was like, I thought you just put that in there. She's like, no, that's the applicator. That's what you said. Oh, you thought it left the plastic part. I like, just jammed that shit in there. I don't, I don't use that shit. <laughs> you know this stuff, babe. Oh, no, nah, I do. Uh, we're going to have a lesson one day. I can't believe you. Why? Can you tell them what you just asked me? We're going to Catalina tomorrow. <laughs> and she said her period just started two days early. And I asked her, does that mean she can't get in the water? <laughs> Ain't there sharks in Catalina? Oh my god! <laughs> you were a child. I don't want to have to go punch a shark for you. <laughs> Only sixth graders think like this. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm new to the game. <laughs> I'm gonna bleed out and die too. I ain't never died now. That <laughs> that'd have been happening by now, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that was so funny. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. You don't know until you ask. No, oh, I mean that is true. I ain't never been to Catalina. I've barely been in a swimming pool. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a chalkboard so we can have a menstrual cycle class. No, I'm gonna say we got, we got the audio. Ins and outs. No, so you show me how to put the thing in the coochie with the, the tampon. <laughs> I guess I thought you just jammed that motherfucker in there. No. Like, no, that's the applicator. Like, oh, well, yeah. applicate then. <laughs> I, I don't use that shit. I, I don't have a daughter. I, to, I, what if you, like I said, you've been in two long-term relationships. How do yeah. you not know how this works? Because I never watched them insert it into their coochie. They just go in the bathroom and do that shit. Oh, my gosh. I never, I never went, I've never looked for the YouTube tutorial of how to put a tampon in there. This is another time where I tell you ask questions. That's what I'm doing. I'm asking questions. <laughs> I legitimately, like, it was not even a joke. It's like, legit, does that mean you can't get in the water? And she been fucking with me. I, I was just, asking I was the question like she wanted me that. to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I judged you. Like, See, look. 60%. That was a legit question. I was trying to be a good boyfriend and respond. I was like, hey, are you going to be okay? Okay, do you have any other period-related questions? Off the top of my head? Yes. No. Okay. Yes. Yes, go ahead. Is it? <laughs> you know it's not going to be a real question, right? Uh, that's going to be something so stupid. Yeah. Am I considered a vampire if I eat the coochie while you're on your period? Yes. Oh, oh. Okay. So that's the real twilight right there. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> no, you just put that on here. Oh, you were touched. 
for every episode of this show. Even before we got into a relationship, you was hearing this. And you decided to get into a relationship with me surprisingly after hearing this. Uh, there's something wrong with me. I was about to say, who does that say more about, folks? Me. Answer that question on Twitter. A thousand percent me. She heard me and PJ constantly talking about that pussy and shit like that. And still decided that she wanted me to move to California. No, I think I talked to you more on the phone before I could listen to the podcast. So, so that's how you smooth it over on the phone, then the podcast would really come out. And I'm like, who is this person? Yeah. That's <laughs> like, why so certain you? people ain't allowed to listen to this show. <laughs> it's so different. You imagine if she just said, fuck it, I'm going I'm to listen anyway, and this is what she's hearing immediately. <laughs> All my shit on the sidewalk. She's saying all this, but she's smiling so hard. All this. Y'all just <laughs> because can't see. you're so ridiculous. It's been a stressful day, okay? It has been a lot going on today. That's why she got... Oh, I thought you made a cocktail. You just grabbed a long drink. No, I just grabbed a long drink. The drink of choice, apparently. The drink of champions. It is the best cocktail ever. Thank you, Mario, for my new addiction. There you go. Long drinks. While she takes a sip, I'm going to go ahead and hit this theme music for you. Because we got something to talk about. Patreon pick. Number 42, coming up for that ass. Stay tuned, folks. Hey yo, Brent watching movies with Chris and Cam and talking shit about the movies with the fam. Special guest Patreon picks in the best commentary on movies because we keeping it fresh because it's the What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent. Oh, Manita. We're going to get it one day, folks. One day. <laughs> and this is the Home Video Hustle where we do what, Anita? No, I'm not doing it unless ah. you judge me. <laughs> oh, I did, didn't Wait, I? Yes. That's because we hustle motherfucking hustle. <laughs> I say it that way. <laughs> you don't want to try it once? Mm-hmm. Not once. No. Ah. All right, so back to this period shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I was how just, many periods oh. do women have a month? You know, I was just about to say, and it's funny you asked that question right before I was about to say this, but I was like, I think school failed me in all this sexual stuff. Because I remember having sex at one time, and it was in fourth grade. <laughs> so they never taught that shit again in middle school. You only had sex in fourth grade? In fourth grade. You know, here's a funny story you about didn't that. Did you take a health class in high school? No, no, honest to God, no, I don't think in high Middle school, yes. Uh, we had the sex ed class in elementary, the actual like flat out full blown sex ed class was in elementary school. Health class was in middle school. High school had none there. They do like the STD, STIs class in like in high school? elementary school. And then they do like full blown like health, everybody, all body parts, sex, menstrual cycles. Oh, I don't remember that. Then. I remember there being there. We had a health class in middle school for sure. I know that. 
But like actual, like, hey, you got to take this sex ed class. That shit was only in elementary school for me. Wow. I'm not even fucking with you either. That's dead ass serious. And you know, funny story I was going to say about the elementary school thing, being a no bastard asshole kids that we were back then. We had the sex ed class, and of course, we're all giggling and everything. And anytime they say the vagina, we're like, he's vagina, all that type of thing. <laughs> it was the end of the, because it was, the, it, they did it during the last, well, I, I, there was not periods in elementary school, but the last part of the day. And we were walking out in the hallway, you know, parents picking up their kids, taking them home and everything. And me and some other kid are yelling at the top of our lungs, like, yo, let's go get some condoms in fourth grade. And I just remember, I just vividly, I can close my eyes and still see that woman's face. This older black mom looked at me and gave me this fucking look of pure disgust mm-hmm. when I was yelling that out in the hallway. Because me and other dude were like, <laughs> condoms, vagina. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was the extent of my sex ed. And then I didn't. Lose my virginity for a long time after that. So <laughs> I was out of practice and all this shit. But that's why they need to keep instilling it in different stages of your life. Oh, they should, yeah. They familiarize you with it in like elementary, get you get the giggles out with the funny the word. Gen- I was still laughing at it now. Gina, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Gondom. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then you gotta keep bringing it up as you get older. You get more comfortable, you get there. And then you just take a sex ed class in college like I did just for an easy. We definitely didn't do that shit in college. By then, they like, man, y'all fucking already. I'm not teaching y'all shit. No, I needed, I needed the extra credits. Oh, so. oh extra credits. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, what's easy? And I barely had to go to class. I know how to fuck. Yeah. I'll take that class. I got this. Yeah, easy shit. <laughs> nah, yeah. I was, I was going to say, like, legitimately, like, not even fuck with y'all. I was, I was failed in school, I guess, about sex ed because I only did that shit in fourth grade. And all I got out of it was a vagina. Just so fast. there you go. Like I said, honestly, I remember there's a health class in middle school. I don't remember anything from it. There was no vivid memory for that, like there was of that mom staring daggers into me as a kid. Who taught you how to put on a condom? Porn. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm real shit. Like I've been blame y'all know me by now. I don't care about telling y'all this stuff. Everything I about sex, I know. I learned majority from porn. I mean, dad, of course, joking. Me, we, I never had that birds and the bees type talk, real. Dad, I remember legitimately, my my dad just kind of, because in middle school, I was beating my dick and watching porn like crazy. He just looked at me in one day. In middle school? Yeah. Wow. The first time I ever jacked off was I was 11 years old. Vivid memories. No. That was 2001. I was 10. Sorry. I was 10 years old. Yeah. 11? What ten. grade is that? It's like six. No, I'm sorry. I said 10th grade. It's 10th grade. Oh, 10th oh, grade. Yeah. Sorry. No, I said I forgot. I dropped it. So it was 10. Okay. I was 10 years old. First time I ever did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> God, Watching BT music videos. Huh? I hope I never have a son. Oh. I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was going to say, um, I guess at that point when dad was going to do that shit, he looked at me. He was like, basically, he just, you know, you know about sex, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. <laughs> that was the person that he's talking about. I mean, I'm sure all kids like know just from hanging out with your friends and stuff like that and getting in trouble and, you know, HBO when it was on TV late at night. (laughs) We all worked in our own ways. But still, you need the extra, like the real stuff. Oh, yeah. I guess since I told him I knew what I was doing, maybe I always looked at it as either he assumed that I was doing my thing already and I was like, oh, I got this. Or either he's like, man, this nigga don't even go outside. He ain't getting no pussy anyway. Which he wouldn't been long at <laughs> My first masturbation was to Unfaithful. Yeah, I was like, telling you, you were jerking up to Richard Gere and uh, fuck Diane Lane. Diane, I was about to say somebody completely. I'm fucking up. 
Yeah, that movie keeps coming. No, up not her and him. It was the, oh, the, the young guy she was, she was cheating with. I don't know who that was, it was in that movie. The scene where they had sex in the bathroom. That was it. That's the only scene I've seen from it that was, movie because that's all I care to watch. <laughs> that was where the hype was at. It got replayed a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was a period where I watched movie scenes and then I realized, oh wait, there's porn. I just watched Yeah, I wasn't fucking. there yet. Hiding <laughs> VHS tapes under the TV. Shout out to mom for going in my room while I was gone and pulling my fucking tapes out. Granted, I stole them from her and dad. <laughs> Not all of them, though. Some of them I actually... All right, here. You, they, they talk about, you know, using your powers for good or evil. I use my powers for evil because my uncle, Andy, shout out to you, Andy. I knew where your porn was at, dog. It was in your top drawer of your dresser back in the day. I can say that now. You're not in the house no more. I don't know where your porn is no more. I uh, <laughs> He had DVDs, and I would plug up the VCR to the DVD player, and I would play it on the DVD and copy it to the VHS while I was playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So... Nights when he was out drinking and my grandma was working third shift, I was dubbing porn. <laughs> Tech powers for evil, folks. <laughs> I, they, 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 are y'all surprised? Are you even surprised? You shouldn't be surprised. No, like, I've told her all these stories and she's heard them all. Y'all have heard them all. Heard it all before. But enough of that shit. This is episode 306. Patreon pick number 42 from Harry Whitley. I apologize. It's taken us two fucking years to get to your Patreon pick. I'm getting better at it, though. I mean, we getting there. We I didn't realize until that stretch when I was starting to get ready to leave Ohio, we was actually bombing Patreon. I forgot we did so many in a row. It was like, what, six to seven in a row almost? So we've been knocking them out. And then I accidentally forgot that there was somebody I forgot to write down, so I actually added another I'm forcing him to finish the Patreon. I think. Oh no, I legit want to. Like, I really do want to get finished. These forcing up. him to stay focused. He gets, he sees something, and he gets excited. And he's like, "Oh no, we gotta squeeze this in." And I'm like, "No." Oh no, no, I, I got a whole box that I want to squeeze in. But we're gonna get around to it though. Yes. I ain't got number time. Folks. We're gonna finish. But <laughs> but yeah, see, it wasn't just me. But nah, yeah, we're gonna get Patreon in. But Harry Whitley, step on up. It's your movie now, and he wanted me to watch or us to watch actually now. Volcano High. I don't think he wanted me. He wanted PJ. But. Well, I mean, they all wanted PJ. <laughs> yeah, PJ not here right now, unfortunately. PJ got babies, damn it. <laughs> babies. Well, yeah, he has children. <laughs> He's teaching them about the birds and me. Well, maybe not yet. <laughs> but um, the Volcano High is what he wanted us to watch, but not the original South Korean version from 2001. He specifically wanted the version that I am familiar with, the MTV dub version from 2003. Why, you may ask, he wants the MTV dub? Well, if you know me, you know why. Because it's all hip-hop artists dubbing over the movie. I watched this when it aired live on TV. I was hyped. As I got to tell Anita all the time, like, I did nothing but watch music videos all day. Like, as a young, and I watched BET and MTV all fucking day when I wasn't watching Cartoon Network or G4 or the Sci-Fi Channel. Those are, like, all the good channels I watched. So I saw this coming up, and I grew up humongous fan of kung fu movies. And this one looked cool. So I was like, I'm going to watch that. And then I watched it and I liked it. And then right before media play went out of business, they was just giving shit away. Like 75% off of all this shit. I bought the DVD that had both versions and I still have that DVD and now it's out of print. So fuck you. Physical media is the winner here, folks, because it's not streaming. We had to go to some website called like Vuzu or some shit to find a fucking copy because my DVD is like in a fucking garage somewhere now. But it is online. If you really want to see it, I was like Vuzu. I don't know. Just ask me. I'll send you the fucking link or something. I didn't say that. Don't you didn't hear that. But yeah, that's what we watched. We watched the MTV version. There are no numbers. So you ain't got to worry about guessing how much it made or how much it costs. But there is an IMDb number. And it's something 0.9 out of 10. 
with 3,545 votes. What do you think they average gave it? Accumulatively gave it. Four. You think it got a 4.9? You'd be wrong. It got a 5.9. I was going to say five. He jaded. I hate when I do that. Uh, <laughs> there is no critic score. I don't even know if this got a outside of MTV. I don't even think this got a real actual release in America besides this version. So there's no critics. There is an audience score, though. I don't know if it's for that movie or the MTV version, but there's an audience score if you want to give it a shot out of 100% accumulatively. Seven. 7%. <laughs> You're showing your hand. <laughs> it's way more than It's actually fresh. Okay. So. Ew, it's fresh. It's okay. Fresh. So it's, it's a low, it's 60. a low fresh. But it's fresh, huh? That's above 60. Yeah, 60 and above. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. it's a low fresh. I'll give you a hint. 61. <laughs> Want to try again? 60 something. 62. 60 something. 64. Very slightly higher. 65. 65% we got there, folks. It's the only time I've ever gotten any number right. Well, that's because that's why. That's why a lot of times we just keep going to get it, because then you get to hear that. I hate the wrong though. That's why. You know, like wrong in the Superman movie. That's <laughs> why so you gotta get it right, then, mom. <laughs> I'm trying. I would say I didn't have numbers for how much it cost or made, but this was the ninth highest Korean film released in 2001. So it did numbers in in South Korea. It just didn't really get released here. And this is an hour and 24 minutes, supposedly. I'm going to tell you all about the differences because, of course, there's cuts and the storyline is completely fucking different. They changed all kind of shit, but we didn't watch that version, so I'll go over that later. That'd be a bonus feature after the end of this. All right. All right, man. Let me get ready to butcher some names. I'm going to try my best. I'm really going to try these <laughs> names, bro. I mean, whew, all right. Um, When we get to the rappers, I got you. <laughs> Volcano High is directed by Tai Guan Kim. It's not too hard. Starring, here we go. Zhang Huak, Shin Mina, Kim Sudro, Kwan Sang Woo, Hale Jun Ho. That's what you got. But we watched the MTV version. So those people were dubbed by Andre 3000 from Outcast, Lil John, yeah, Maya, the singer, Snoop Dogg, you know what that is, Method Man, Wu Tang Clan, Pat Morita was a fun one. I forgot he was here. You know who that is, right? Mm-mm. Pat Morita is Mr. Miyagi in the Karate Kid movies. Oh, yeah, I do remember. He did the voice of the vice principal in this. Oh, okay. Uh, Big Boy, also from Outcast. Khalees, her milkshake brought all the boys to the yard. And they played the song. They did, actually, yeah, but they didn't play the lyrics, though, for that one. And then it's Tracy Morgan, the comedian. Who was Tracy Morgan? Um, the dude that jumped out the window. <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, I would say he's doing that song was playing, actually. Yes. So. To keep tradition strong. I normally don't do this. I leave it to the co-host. So, how does this movie start? And there's no funny business this time with the song or anything you got to worry about. Oh, but I did make a note that you asked me immediately in the intro, though. If you remember, I'll bring it up. I don't even remember how it started, to be honest. What intro to you? I'll, I'll give it to you because I want to bring up your comment. It technically starts with them showing all the like the rappers and who they're playing at. Oh, yeah. Shit. But the first note that I have, and this is probably going to be a big tangent, but it, it does relate to the movie. She looked at me and she was like, is this racist? Oh, yes. <laughs> Tell me about Should that. We apologize? we apologize beforehand. Um, I don't know. This just seems very, this whole concept of black people dubbing over and 
Korean movie just does not seem appropriate. Does it seem like a 2003 thing to do? This is a very 2003. You know, it's kind of a thing they don't do no more because, like, especially me growing up loving Godzilla and, you know, John Woo and Kung Fu movies and shit. This is what they did. Like, most of the times, if you watched a Kung Fu movie in America, it was dubbed like this. Hmm. Not necessarily rappers, there were voice actors like anime. You know, there's actors that do their thing. But I tell, I've joked about this for years, and it's always my one of my favorite things. You get sometimes they want to Americanize the movies too much, and yeah. the best example is Super Cop with Jackie Chan. Where I always joke about that. Where it's like everybody pulls up and they got like Tupac or Gangster Rap playing, knowing damn well that's not what that was playing in the original. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I never, I, ne- I never thought about that until she asked me because I'm just so used to this being the thing. Yeah, well, I mean, like that's always been a thing in this industry, especially in film. It's like. You, they have a hard enough time trying to cast people of different races and things, and then you have a predominantly Korean movie, and then you take it and then put a bunch of black people to voice it over to make it more presentable to people. It's like no, it's I was just be, I was just about to say, unfortunately, that's probably yeah. the way to get like. I, oh, I'm a bad example because I was gonna say if they did show it without the dub, and or, or if it just had a normal dub with people talking like normal. I probably still would have watched it, so I'm a bad example. But I was going to say, people that ain't into that shit like me would have saw it like, oh, Method Man and Outcast and shit. Yeah, that would have brought them in. But the, Yeah, you make it palatable the for right the Americans. Yeah. The it's... urban youth, as they say. But I don't know. I never, I never thought about it. Well, I wonder. Oh, actually, where's my phone? I wonder how you would feel about that. Because uh, we actually reviewed it on the podcast. There's a movie called Kung Pao Enter the Fist. They took a kung fu movie. They didn't dub over it, though. Well, they I'm, I'm sorry. I'm lying. They dubbed over it. What I'm going to say is they dubbed over it, but they also green screened an actor into that movie. They they took a... The, the, he, he directed it. He took himself and he put himself in that movie over top the main character and created his own storyline around it. And it's like super goofy and dubbed and all kind of crazy shit. Mm. I fucking love that movie growing up. <laughs> but and I didn't even think about that when we did it on the podcast because that was a Patreon pick also. Now I think about mm. it. But I love. I still. I gave it an eight out of ten. PJ didn't like it, but I like it. <laughs> I'm trying. To, I just want to show her a clip. Okay, here's a good one right here. Watch this. That's the dude that green screen in in the green. Now we'll learn who's the best. Oh. Why would you do that? <laughs> Face to foot style. How'd you like it? I'm sure on some planet your style is quite impressive, but your weak link is this is Earth. People got to, they even they like took the oh, sinking yeah? out. Try my it. nuts to your fist. Oh. 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 Who's laughing now? Please stop. Wimplo sucks as a fighter. A child could be. I think, one, I think he did all the voices. Well, I'm going to count to three. And if I hear one more friggin' squeak, I'm going to take his shoes and shove him up. Chosen one, Master Pain's in town. Did you hear that? Master Payne, are you sure? Got you now. Hey! Hi, 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 hi. I'm bleeding, making me the victim. There you go. There's a, there's a little taste of Kung Pao. Enter the fist. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. You know, that guess the wild thing about that one is that that was in the movie theater. That one actually got a release release with the green that was screen? no, yeah, that was that got released in the theaters. Uh-huh. Uh, what year was what year, was that the same year was was this a thing? Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. I fucking love that movie too as a kid. I was biting my tongue, not I'm quoting shocked. it just now. Two thousand and two, it came. It cost ten million dollars and made seventeen, so it technically made money too. 
But yeah, because during the end of that movie, they have the, like in the outtakes, they show them doing green screen and all this, showing how they did all that. But yeah, no, I, I love that movie. I still like. I gave it an eight out of ten a couple years ago, so I still like that movie. So yes, I never looked at it as, as racist, but I could see how it could be taken as racist. Yeah. Who? What do y'all think? Let me know on Twitter. I'm very curious now. I never looked at this as racist. I just looked at it as just rappers just talking over them. Because that's the thing. Like, that movie, I can see it more because you see in the background, they're going like, the why got them doing all that shit? They don't really do that in this, though. They don't okay, really do I the mean, crazy voices. you take a movie based in Africa. Oops. Black people speaking Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, uh, you know what? Let's get some... Caucasians to voice over this in English. That's happened. Like that well, I mean, like, it's, it's the exact same thing. It's yes, it's inappropriate and oh, it's racist. I wonder. Oh, there's a movie called Dangerous Ground. I kind of want you to watch that now. It's an action movie with Ice Cube, and he plays an African named Vusi. And it. <laughs> I remember loving that fucking movie when I love the soundtrack to this. I like I listen to the soundtrack all the time. But I remember watching that movie. Like, and the funny thing is, I don't even think he does an accent or nothing. He just talks like Ice Cube. No, he thought that was the fun. Ving Rhames is doing a fucking accent though in that movie. He's the bad guy. Ving Ving Rhames is doing the thickest African accent and eating chicken feet at the same time and shit. It's a wild fucking. Movie. I think um Elizabeth Hurley is in that is in that movie too. Yeah, she's on the DVD I box art. The girl that was in the first Austin Powers movie. Oh yeah, it cost twenty eight million and made five point four. But I still love it though. There is a cover for you right there. Mm. Vusi. I think that was his name. <laughs> yes, V U S I. Vusi. There you go. All right. All so right. we fully understand that this is inappropriate, but we are going to continue with this. Movie. Oh, real quick. This is not this is more set up for it though. Um, I'm I don't know if it's a direct spin-off of it, but there was a show I was telling her about called Kung. I, I think I always pronounce it Kung Fo, F-A-U-X. Or as we, when we was kids, we didn't know French. We thought it was Kung Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I, we didn't know no better. But it was pretty much the same exact thing. It was like rappers and comedians doing exactly this. But that one, it was more like Kung Power. And it was being like just stupid shit. It wasn't trying to be like a plot like this one. It was just, it was a skit, I guess you would say. But it's also on MTV. So I won't always, I don't know if it was a direct spinoff or not. But that might be the genesis of this whole movie. Then maybe this was the apex. Like, hey, we did the show. Let's do a whole movie. I don't know. I can look all that shit up on Wikipedia. I got some shit on Wikipedia to tell y'all anyway. So, how does the movie start now, officially? 30 minutes into the show. Real proper at podcasting now, baby. I told you I don't. I really don't remember. And we just watched this like five seconds. All right. Basically, they say the principal that ends up getting sick with the tea later, spoilers. He. Oh, wait. Was it him? They said somebody he was a nice guy. Everybody fucked with him. He passed down knowledge to the the kids. And oh yeah, that shit. There's like a little backstory. They go over it super fast. They don't care about the plot in this movie like that. No. Well, at least that part of it anyway. But yeah, basically, knowledge is getting passed down, and people. And our lead character is a guy named Kim, played by Andre Three Thousand. And he's basically been expelled from. I think this is going Volcano High's his ninth school, so he's been expelled from eight schools. And you're introduced to him because he's daydreaming in class. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> and she's like hanging from a branch. And she's showing her, well, she don't show her, her coochie, skirt, but she show her panties. No, yeah. Her like skirt falls down and he, he sees her panties, which I don't understand the whole daydreaming sequence in the Well, I guess he just is just showing him bored, uninterested in school and he's thinking about girls, I guess. Okay. It, it, it comes back later. And I think that's why it's there. Cause so they have that scene later. Oh, that yeah. That Freddy Krueger moment. Okay. Up. But he ends up getting expelled, though, because he gets caught daydreaming and 
the teacher like I don't know if the teacher flicked. I don't know if the teacher had powers too, but the teacher like flicks a piece of chalk at him. He catches it and he shoots it back to the teacher and shoots, sends his ass to a chalkboard. Immediate expulsion. From his eighth school? Yes. Because Volcano, I'm pretty sure, was number nine. Oh, yeah. I wrote it down right here. Yep. School number nine, Volcano High. Um, and they go over his uh, how he got his powers very fast. Blinking, you miss it here. But and it, and they don't, it's, it's a dumb explanation. Basically, he was with his pops. He fell into a uh, little pool of electric eels, and now he has powers. That's exactly what the fuck they tell you. Snoop Dogg's character later t- says, like, oh, you know, some people have powers, and they can be awakened in mysterious ways. I guess his got awakened by getting zapped by electric eels. Mm. Just like a Mortal Kombat mythology Sub-Zero, the water level, you get zapped by eels. Nobody gets to have a camera, probably, but we'll move on. Um, he basically vows to never use his powers. I guess he's tired of getting expelled from school. He's like, I'm not going to use my powers no more. Because he, he was saying every time you go to a new school, of course, they want to bully the new kid. And he ends up mopping their asses up. And then he gets expelled. So he's like, you know what? I'm not going to fight no more. I'm just going to not use my powers. I'm just going to basically just be like, whatever, dog. And as he's saying that, because he's all the mental in his head saying all that shit. There's a girl walks up behind him. He's like opening his umbrella, like trying to get the water off of him. And he just splashed the shit out of her. That girl's name is Jade. Remember that name because that's going to be potential love interest. She's cute, too. Yeah. The little bacon hair chick was cute too. As they call, I don't I, like the bacon. She said that in the movie. I ain't just man, I ain't fucking with her. That's no. what they called her in the movie. <laughs> but oh, you said she not? Oh, I dang! She, I thought Jade was cute. I mean, both. I think both of them cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> never mind. But uh, <laughs> oh, I had I told her a story about this too because of course they immediately are picking on the fucking new kid and they don't just try and fight and they have a whole little tack bed that they stick onto the bottom of his chair. You forgot the part where he goes to the office. Oh, what happened in that scene? Is there anything to talk about? I, I didn't. I, I saw it in my notes, but I just skipped past it because I was like, I don't. The guy's know like that. yelling at him, saying like, "I see you. You've been expelled. Like, I'm going to keep my eye on you if you do one thing wrong." Oh yeah, the vice principal is like, saying you're about out of here and all this other stuff. And then when the principal comes in, he basically like tells him like, "I'm see." I see you. He gives I'll keep my eye on you. you. Situation going on. So everyone's watching him. So he has to be on his best behavior on top of him not wanting to use his powers. There you go. Okay. That's why I skipped that, folks. And then was- they- <laughs> I'll fuck it with you. But no, uh, that's why he put the tack under his chair. <laughs> and uh, he sits on the tacks. And at first you think he's going to debo that shit because he has no reaction to it. And even the dudes that put it back there are like, oh, shit. But then they rip it off. He sits up so they can take it off. And they rip it off his ass. And he goes like, ah! He screams and shit. Until <laughs> it's like bright red. Yeah, he like scra- like his face all up in the camera and everything. Like a Hype Williams video. And uh, that guy, the leader of those little bullies, he has a, oh, what is their fucking crew name? The Dark Ox. Dark Oxen or something like that. His name was Zhang Wang. Well, we're just going to call him Zhang. He is played by Lil John. And he comes up to him afterwards on the, I was on the playground, I guess, on the... <laughs> The field? I don't know. Is it a fucking playground? It's a school, I guess. It's like a hall, outdoor hallway. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, y'all yeah, yeah, probably got outdoor hallways, too. We, I told we don't have that back, or didn't have that back in Ohio, bro. Like, yeah, it doesn't snow out here. Yeah, I was going to say, we, all our shit was indoors. All this outdoors class shit, man. We I don't know <laughs> nothing about that. But they out there, and he's testing his strength like it's Mortal Kombat. And he gets shaking his hand. And of course, you boy, your boy Kim ain't faced by it, because he got powers, but he ends up having to like fake it. Because he tells himself in his head, he's like, man, just let him win, bro. Because they're going back and forth for a while. And you can tell your boy, this is nothing. It's like, this shit ain't nothing. <laughs> but he's like, man, let these fools win. So I ain't got to use my powers. They be on no fuck shit. 
So he lets you win. And old boy thinks he did something, but he really didn't do shit, bruh. And then he gives him like a smart ass remark. What did he say? He was like, I don't remember. Ugh, I forgot. I re- that was going to annoy me. Because he does it multiple times. Like every time he like gets close to him, he says something like he makes a smart ass remark to him. He's like, oh, your breath stinks or whatever. Oh, you talking about what Kim said to him? I thought you talking about yeah. what the dude said to him. No. Uh, oh, he always oh, about when he was shaking his hand. He was like, hey, is it true what they say about guys with small hands? Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> he like shades him every time he thinks he's about to let him win, which is actually kind of funny. Yeah, because he know he could really whoop his ass. But he just <laughs> won't do it because he don't want to use his powers. But um, this is almost not even worth talking about, but it's Big Boy. And it's like one of the two scenes he's really in. So I'll mention it real <laughs> fast. He plays a guy named Shima. And he runs the fuck. What was what team was he part of? Rugby, maybe rugby. Is that what he said? I think so. Rugby team. And he's like talking shit to Kim tomorrow. Hey, you need to join the rugby team. And then they start fighting. I think. But then he never really comes back again, except for the scene where they end up in the music class. So fuck that shit. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I just was. I just this big boy. People are like, oh, you ain't real big boy. There's big boy right there. Um, Hakrim, Hakrim. I because I thought they were saying Rakim for the longest time, but Hakrim. <laughs> Ends up seeing Kim in the hallway and Kim coughs. And then, you know, wind blasts, the windows are like shaking and shit. And he realized, like, yo, he walks up to her, like, where'd you get? Oh, and this is a Snoop Dogg, too, Hacker. He's like, where'd you get those powers? And he ain't telling him shit. And so he starts trying to test him in the hallway. They get into a little scuffle, but he's still. A little. Tra- oh, I mean, well, they t- I told her they tearing up this school. I don't know what kind of budget this school got. We couldn't even get fucking air conditioners when I was in school. <laughs> they got to replace windows every fucking day. What the fuck was that? Oh, Andrew's online. I'm, I forgot the Xbox was still. <laughs> Andrew's character is dressed like me and shit. Turn that off. There you go. Oh, I, I just skipped ahead. Shit. I'm. They're not. This ain't the hallway part. You're introduced to Snoop Dogg's character because he walks into the lunchroom and basically checks Zhang because Zhang is in there fucking with somebody. I don't know what the hell this is he was eating, but some dude is eating something that he don't like. As he goes over to him and grabs his spoon and he says, nah! or whatever the fuck it was called. And that's in this Snoop Dogg's character, Hot Grim, comes in there and he's like, is this why Jay left you last year? He's like, ooh. So that pretty much starts that whole plot. Now, oh, and they also show that um his girl is the what the fuck is I can't I can't keep calling her the bacon hair girl. Song is her name. <laughs> she swooned super hard. You can tell that's his girl because when they cut to her afterwards, she's like, oh, oh this, you know, her mouth all jaw dropped and shit. So he's introduced as being a super cool guy. And so immediately your boy Zhang is like, all right, we're gonna get this motherfucker up out of here. So his plan is that. Um, Hakrim makes tea. He uses his magic powers and shit to make tea for the principal every day. Only people that touch it is the nurse and the, him and the nurse. The nurse takes it to the principal. That's what it is. They're going to fucking swap it out with some bad tea and they're going to get Hakrim the fuck out of here. And that, okay, now the next scene is when he faced off with Kim in the hallway and they asked about powers and all that type of shit. That's when that happens. Got you. But they actually ended up, get, they actually ended up getting away with the, the tea swap, which I did not expect, actually. <laughs> Because Tracy Morgan is the little bumblefuck is sent to go do it. And to get a reason to go to the infirmary, he jumps out a window. And when he lands on the ground, I actually kind of like the way that shot was framed. Because it's like he fought, he jumps out the window and then it's like a shot where Kim was primarily in the front of the camera. And in the background, you just kind of see Tracy Morgan's character just falling out the sky. And he just looks up like, what the fuck was that? And then Cleese's uh, milkshake starts playing. And he's like, well, bumblefucking because he dropped a tea and your boy Kim hands it back to him. And he takes it and runs off. To the infirmary. It ends up getting switched in the infirmary. The principal drinks the tea. 
And he gets, I don't know what happens to him. I guess, well, it said attempted murder, so he didn't die. But Hakrim got locked up for attempted murder. So the principal's gone. Vice principal's going to take over. Hakrim is in jail. Song, Khalees' character, thinks that Kim is the reason why he got locked. She thinks he switched it because of that fight they had in the hallway. She goes up to me. He's like, yo, you need to sign this motherfucking confession right now, nigga. And he's like, no, I didn't do that shit. I think it was old girl. Wasn't it Jade? Maya? I don't know if I said that either. Jade is what Maya does that voice. Yeah, she comes in and saves and apologizes for her friend's behavior. He must think the worst about us or some shit like that. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the same scene. That's right. Because he's he's like, man, I wish I wasn't looking like such a sucker in front of Jade. And right when he says that, the door swings open, knocks him the fuck out. And Zhang Yang and the dark ox come in there. He basically professes his love to Jade. (laughs) <laughs> and the, the note I have for this is that Anita was like, yo, this guy's creepy or that shit's creepy or something like that. Because he he's pulls out a ring and he's like, yo, I want to be with you. Take this ring. And she's like, I'm going to answer him the only way I know how or the only way he'll understand. And she starts beating his ass with kendo sticks because they're the kendo club. So the whole rest of the scene, he got like a blood drip coming down the middle of his forehead. And he was like, what did he? He's like, no pain could ever take away my love for you or some shit like that, he said. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> I bet. It's very scary. So you had an ex, you was in school, and you had an ex come up to you, and you punched him in his jaw, and he got blood trickling down his cheek, and he's like, no pain could ever take away my love for you, Anita. Restraining what? order. I was like, what's next steps? Restraining order. Mm. Even though I just punched him, so that might be a little difficult, mm. but <laughs> I'm sure he's done plenty of other things. He like, he's like, restraining order? Assault charge. Yeah. <laughs> I see your restraining order, and I raised you an assault charge. <laughs> Yeah, for someone to be beat up by someone and still be like, no, I'm going to keep fighting for you. Like, that's... Yep. That's scary. And it's even funny because Kim gets up and he, that's just when he walks up to him like he's all woozy and he's like, yo, I got let me holler at you real quick. He's like, have you ever thought that maybe it's your breath? Oh, the yeah. reason why she don't fuck with you? <laughs> and they get into like a little like Matrix slow-mo, little shooting punches at each other. I don't know how to describe a lot of this shit that's going on. There's a lot of crouching tiger hidden dragon fuckery going on in some scenes but kim ends up getting or i don't know i can't say getting but i think he lets himself get peed up again which is weird because i guess he don't want to use his powers but he keeps saying how he don't want to look like a sucker in front of jade at the same time so i was thought eventually he would just like at least punch him real hard in the stomach or something mm, but then if he does use his powers that may get him expelled which would oh, yeah, take true, him man. away from her so if that's well, I guess if it was if it wasn't this vice principal, maybe he could have got away with it because nobody liked Zhang. But with the vice principal, yeah, he probably would have been a fu- on some bullshit. Yeah, he's just getting his ass beat in front he's of the jury. His ass beat. <laughs> and again, like I said before, this is also Zhang's ex too. So he's also pissing boy off because he's trying to holler at his old girl that he's trying to get back with too. So it's all kind of messiness, as the kids like to say. But um, yeah, he gets beat up, and Zhang she tells Zhang basically like, "Hey, look, I wouldn't fuck with you." If like there were you were the only club here or some shit like that. So the whole next scene is just Zhang going to every other club in the school and beating their asses all of, with the background of get it on the flow, get it, get it on the flow. What? That's one of my favorite DMX songs. And that, that's one of the few songs I actually let the lyrics go because you can't play that without the fucking lyrics. Are you crazy? <laughs> and so he beats up, he pretty much beats up everybody. Vice principal is getting tired of these motherfucking kids. Because I think Zhang comes in there and talks shit to him, too. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to show y'all. I got something for that ass. <laughs> he brings in some substitute teachers. Tell me about the substitute the teachers. The substitutes. 
I don't know. They're like ninjas. They're like <laughs> they're, ninjas. They can enter people's dreams. I don't know. What is that? Even? They also they're they're superpower. They're I guess you could say they're X Men almost. They're like the guy who made the tea, basically, aren't they? Yeah, so they all got powers, but they use them for evil, just like I told yeah. you I did earlier. He with fires my porn. all the other teachers, and then did he fire all the other teachers or did? Because I remember him saying somehow some a lot of people was in the infirmary. Was it the teachers he was talking about? Oh, was or that, was that the they students? were like running out of the school. I thought. They oh, were. you're right. No, no, he was yeah. talking about the club kids. You're right. You're okay. right. Okay, that's right. So yeah, and then the substitute leader is a guy named Mr. Ma, who's voiced by Method Man from the Wu Tang Clan, which makes sense if you're gonna put rappers in a kung fu movie. You must use a fucking Wu Tang Clan member. And I'm sure Method Man is probably the most recognizable voice for the everyday person. I mean, I recognize all the motherfuckers. <laughs> Just I had to keep asking you who people were. The one, the one voice that you can't really tell because even I forgot it was him until you heard that motherfucker's voice start get raising. It was Lil John. Because you're not used to hearing Lil John talk normally. What? I didn't recognize that voice for it until he got loud. Yeah, when he would get like loud or like angry, you could. That's hear what I'm like. Oh, that's Lil John. He was talking to. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, at first though, he's just like he's not used to that. Like, so you come to the school, that type of thing. He's like, yeah. When he starts doing that, she's like, oh, he even does that. No, no, yeah, he does it. Yeah, at one point in the movie, that's right. <laughs> then nah, yeah. So yeah, if you gonna get a Wu Tang, you might as well get Method Man. If they had got red men, it'd been perfect. What was his name? I can't even remember. Mr. Ma. Mr. Ma. Yeah, they said, I think they, they said a few times. Yeah. That they come in there and they lay down some new rules. They don't show what the rules are on the on the little banner they put about. So I think Tracy Morgan in the background says, uh, no laughing, no eating, or some shit like that. That's two of the ones I remember hearing him say in the background. So they super strict. And you realize it's because in the class, he's up there and is this the name? Is that the name? Let me make sure I'm fucking my notes up. Okay, now nah, I was about to fuck my notes up super hard. I was about to go two lines ahead. First thing that happens is that they're in the music class. That's the first new note mm. I got. Tell about the music class scene. They're like singing one note over and over and over and over. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and then a group of them start coughing in the yeah. middle of singing. And then the teacher stops, the music teacher stops, and he's like, Whoever just coughed, come down here immediately. So they like walk mm. down the arena. And then he's like, Oh, um, Something how dare you interrupt me or my class basically and like you're coughing because you smoke too much. You need to clear your lungs. Yeah. All that smoking. And then he's like, what did he say? That yeah. was so weird to me. He was like, damn right. Well, you talk, well, I know he said you need to clear. You, your lungs are clawed from smoking. You need to clear them out. And he's like, yeah, damn right. That just did not make any sense. I was like, why did they add that? Like, it was. That was something else I never thought that much about because I just looked at it as he was like a weed thing. Like, oh, you've been smoking and you need to clear your lungs. He's like, yeah, damn right, we've been smoking. Well, it would have been like if he would have said, oh, yeah, you've been smoking, he'd be like, damn right. Then and that would have made sense. But the clear, clear your lungs and then saying damn right didn't make so sense. So you should have put the damn right in the middle. Yes. And then declare your lungs because. The, the real joke of that scene is you need to clear your young lungs out. How he's going to do that, he's going to grab one of them and like cry, chop him in the back and they're going to cough up a bunch of blood. Yeah. He probably killed that guy, whoever that was. Kids get, this is a lot of child murder in this movie probably, I'm sure. <laughs> like, it's it's like, they don't show it. It's not graphic and they kind of you playfully do it, but they do fuck people up. In this yeah, and they all look really young in this. Yeah, they're all high schoolers, yeah. Are they all really high school? Like, oh, probably not. I, mean, oh, I don't okay. know about I that. Like, I can look but that they up. look great. They look very young. Yeah, nah. They look young, but I don't know if they are young. Um, the, the substitute teachers go and fuck with the oxens now because they're in their room. And, you know, Zhang Yang comes in and he's like, what the fuck y'all doing here? He's like, yeah, this is a shitty room. He's like, this is our shit now, though. You can't say now. We run this motherfucking school. Play boy. 
So they end up basically running in my damn motherfucking room. The clubs all get together, like the, you know, the girlies and the little big boys squad and all them that got beat up in the music classroom. They're like, yo, we got to do something about this, man. We tired of these motherfuckers. But of course, they can't decide on nothing. All the guys are just dumbasses that just start fighting to see who's going to be the leader. And the girls just walk out like, these some niggas. These niggas are dumb. So that went nowhere. Uh, the girls end up just meeting up with Hakarim in jail. And they're just like, man, what the fuck should we do? And he says, like, yo, bring me Kim. And they're like, man, Kim, this nigga been getting his ass beat the whole movie. Like, why the fuck would we? He, he can't help us. He's like, yo, don't question that. Just bring him here. And they're like, all right. And I'm pretty sure, is that the next scene? Yeah, that's the next scene. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I know if, I, if it's not if next you scene. you can tell, she, I have no idea what happened in this movie. I can't help. Oh, I could just all. do what I want. Things. Normally, I'm, now I'm trying to make sure because if I, I shoot, if I skip something, she'll be like, you skipped the part with no. the, the, this. Like, oh. <laughs> I would. We watched this movie one and a half times. We we'll tell you about that later. <laughs> but no, the good um, Jade actually goes to Kim because she probably thinking like, oh, he, he crushing on me. I can get him to do this. And she's like, he like, I don't want to meet that motherfucker. No, fuck you. That ain't going to work. So now he's back in class, and now Freddy Krueger shit's popping off because he goes back to having a daydream about the same. He's having the exact same daydream that he had in the beginning with the same girl and everything, but this time, Mr. Ma shows up. Oh, daydreaming in my class? That's not that show ass, and that's bars. <laughs> so they get into a whole fight. Girl, he tries to help, and she gets like flung to the side, and she ends up just running. She's like, bye, and just like, runs the fuck off. And I was, every time I watch this, I wonder. This just could be me being a motherfucking movie video game nerd, but the place that they're fighting in looks like the same place that Scorpion and uh, Johnny Cage fought in the original Mortal Kombat movie from 1995. And he even says a line that is from that fucking movie. I fucking can't remember what it is now, but he says something. <laughs> oh, he said, now let me give you a taste of things to come, which is what the fuck Shang Tsung says before Sub-Zero freezes and destroys that monk guy or whatever. So maybe... Somebody that was writing the script for the rappers was a Mortal Kombat fan, or maybe I'm just a fucking nerd. You decide, folks, because I don't have the answer to it. But he ends up getting his ass beat by Mr. Ma, and he tells him, he throws a bunch of papers in there, and he's like, yo, clean up your homework, and starts laughing at his bitch ass. To further antagonizing Zhang, they already took his room and everything, he got his crew all half disbanded, <laughs> and now they're sitting at like a, I don't know, a little restaurant or something, and one of the substitutes gets like a big barrel of what I assume is like sake or some shit, I don't know. It's like some kind of liquor. That was my assumption. Oh, me, so was me too. We, or my assumption could be incorrect. I don't Please. know. But he ends up just down in that bitch. And it's like a big vase. It ain't like it's a big ass vase. And he just turns upside down one hand and crushes. So Zhang Yang is like, that ain't nothing. I can do that shit too, motherfucker. And he does it. And he's already doing way worse because the dude barely had any come down his mouth. He got a bunch of this shit coming out. It looked like milk coming out of his mouth. <laughs> and he's like, and even and Mr. Ma even like gives a look like, damn, all right. He goes in a little round of applause, but then he throws that shit. Well, he's about to throw it up and he kicks the barrel right to him and he just starts throwing up inside there. One thing I didn't notice the first time he watched it, I noticed the second time, is that at one point he like lifts his head and throws up like right into the, the Tracy Morgan character's face. And then he starts throwing up Woody, so they're both just tag team throwing up inside the face. I didn't notice that the first time. Might have been writing a note or something too, maybe. It's the only thing when you got writing notes, you got to look down for a couple seconds, you might miss a little details like that. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I noticed it, but still. I know still how this struggling. review is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have Kim, nothing to give. I see it's going outside. That's why I didn't mind doing my tangent in the beginning. I'm like, I give him something because I don't yeah. think she's. I have nothing to give here. I'm so sorry. Spoilers. Um, they ends up. The vice principal was like, "Man, we gotta." Oh no, I'm sorry. He, the Mr. Ma tells the vice principal, like, "Hey, man, look, we got it. We got a lot of control of these motherfuckers, bro. Like, we got it." But we need to secure that shit. 
So he's like, what are we going to do? We're going to cancel these clubs. Fuck these clubs. They don't need extracurricular activities. They need to fucking study. You need to do your goddamn homework. Thinking much like the American school system where we cancel music classes and art classes. Mm-hmm. We put money into the motherfucking sports, though, nigga. Don't, don't fuck around. Like I told you last episode, they go they love their sports. Again, black kids, if you want to fuck these niggas up, bro. <laughs> fuck with their sports programs. Go to the HBC. You know, you know, I was thinking about that after. You know, HBCU sometimes be shady too, though. It's yeah. like you can't really fucking win out here, bro. Like, just I don't know. Just I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know what the fuck you can really do. Go play for the goddamn XFL. Like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck you can do out here? You gotta make your own lane, I guess. I don't know. You could try the HBCU sports shit, but then again, I don't know how that shit works. I don't play sports. I'm just saying, just to piss them off, go fuck with the black people. But then I did see a picture. That somebody posted where like a bunch of the HBCU dudes was posing with Trump. So it's like I don't I don't fucking know, man. Like it's it's, it's rough, dog. Choose wisely, basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I basically. fucking know. Yeah, it's like J. Cole told you, choose wisely. I don't know. But yeah, so we're back to the volcano high. Again, tangents because like I said, we almost done with the movie. We're only an hour in almost. Uh where the fuck was I even at? Oh, Kendo got yeah, they start canceling classes. First one they go out there are the only one they really show is Kendo. And a song is pissed, and all the Kendo people are pissed, and they try to fight the substitute, uh, plural. But then the girl substitute or the woman substitute whoops all they asses single handedly, pretty much. This is where you get a lot of that crouching target hitting your and shit, because mm. she does a little spin move up on top of one of the awnings or whatever, and then song does like a little swoop move, wire fool shit, fly up there, and they get and then she basically just flies and then gets her ass beat. There ain't really no offense here. You just getting your ass mopped up. And uh, Jade actually comes out to try and put in some work. And Song basically hits her in the leg, drops her to her knees, and is like, bro, look, this is my fight. Let me go get my ass whooped. What is that? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's sprinklers outside. Oh. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, because the window. Oh, the window's good. Yeah, we had to put that AC in the window. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, is somebody popping popcorn upstairs loud as fuck? I forgot <laughs> that window open. They can hear this whole conversation. Somebody get the podcast for that, free. I thought I was just hoping we were not as loud as I well, it's just me and you. If it's me and PJ, would be fucked. Yeah. You know the funny thing? Like I said, we did the podcast together for what six years, and only got a noise complaint once, which is fucking crazy to me out there. Cause y'all, you would heard that podcast. We was loud as fuck. In <laughs> anyone's defense, your neighbors were just as loud. That's true. Like I had a neighbor, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to be an asshole to him, but it legitimately sounded like he would fall down the steps every fucking day, and he she was heard clearly- it clearly. I don't, I don't, what's the appropriate word? It's not disabled people. He was handicapped slightly. He was, yeah, he, he could walk, but he had trouble walking. Yes. And so I was always wondering, every time like, he would walk down the stairs, he was heavy footed. <laughs> yeah. No, it was legit times where I'm like, that nigga fell. Every fucking time, like, <laughs> like, you, I, it was like legit. I'm not, I'm not even joking with y'all. It was legit times where I'm like, do I need to go check on dude? Like, I, cause he was cool with me. I ain't had no beef with him. Like, he actually helped me pull my car out the snow one time. So I was like, I, I actually was cool with him. So I'm like, should I go knock and find out if he's alive? I never, I felt bad for the man. I was like, the fact that he has to walk up and down those stairs every day. A lot of stairs. I had a lot of stairs. stairs. Well, y'all saw the video. Yeah. Too. And they had no back either. Like your foot, if you slipped, a foot was going through that bitch. There was no back to it. And that happened once to me almost. (laughs) A couple of times. I almost fell down the steps multiple times. Because they had carpet on them too, so. Yeah, no, I would feel so bad for him. But yeah, that neighbor, he was pretty much there for a long. The other neighbors, the ones I think they gave me the noise complaint was a younger white couple that came in. I'm not even trying to be just funny and make a joke. That was legit who put the noise complaint. But 
in their defense, you guys probably were. They probably were. They never did it after yeah. that first time, though. Yeah. No. Maybe we looked intimidating. I think Cameron did say he stood there and stared them down one time. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, is a very Cameron thing to do. But no, nah, before that, it was actually, uh, we had a young black chick that was a neighbor, and it was that she was loud. Stork, if you're listening, I don't know if you remember or not, but you were playing Resident Evil Village like early, like eight o'clock in the morning. You were like, Dan, you're awake? I'm like, yeah, my neighbor's arguing with her mom right now. So it kind of woke me up. <laughs> and they're slamming doors. The mom keeps coming back inside and she keeps leaving, slamming the door. I'm like, mom, please stay out the house. Quit going back in there if you're going to keep slamming the goddamn door. <laughs> and it was legit one time I was, I was an AEW pay-per-view on. I went to go get me a pizza and I pulled back up. And it was like 10 motherfuckers out there just like standing there with the weed and smoking and drinking beer. I'm like, oh, you are going to get evicted out here, bro. This ain't Miller Avenue. <laughs> and she wasn't there much longer after that. I'm like, yeah, man, you you doing a lot, bro. Because I ain't, I just walked away. They was like, what's up, bro? I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? I'm like, you going to get evicted, girl. Like, <laughs> Yeah, your complex was quiet. Yeah, my complex. It was, it was one bedrooms. So it was like nothing but like old people pretty much. I was one of the younger people there. Well, until... Near the end of my time, more young people did start showing up. They saw how cheap that rent was, probably. <laughs> I kept trying to hit people to that. Only one person listened. No, yeah, only one person listened to me. So, But yeah, noise complaints. We ain't getting them here, folks. Fingers crossed. I was going to say, much noise you said they was making before I got here. They got it coming now. They bro. are so loud upstairs. That's, that's, why, that's why I don't give a fuck, bro. And we don't have a neighbor next to us at the moment. but So we can really be loud right now. Yeah. I told you the next time they start being loud. We got that woofer now. Turn that motherfucking let them feel the bass. Like DJ Magic Mike told you. But um, where was, where was I now? I don't even I was talking so long, I don't even remember where the fuck I was at. Uh Kendo got oh the oh they got beat up by the sub the girls got beat up by the sub Yeah, yeah. So the Kendo class ended up submitting to the teachers like most other people do in this movie. What is that word? <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that the shower scene? Yeah. No, that's before that. Okay. Oh, before that. No. I don't even remember this scene. It just says, I put Jade convinces Kim to go see Hakurim. I don't even remember how she did that. Oh, it was after. Remember she went to, when they were, when her friend lost, Bacon lost the fight? And then, <laughs> I didn't say this, huh? Uh-uh, mm-hmm. Her hair looked like Bacon. It's it her did. hair. I liked uh-huh. her hair, though. It looks, it looked weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> she went to the lady or whatever, and she was like basically like you have no chance like whatever you're about to do right now just get out of my face like jade tried to like talk her down and what's his name was standing in the back oh he corner. was in the background That's yeah right. listening and then so i think that like convinced him like okay like i have to do something yeah because that's what he go he finally does that's right yeah because he goes on his own yeah. right? and he sees hot and snoop basically tells him like yo you know your what you feel is your biggest weakness is actually your greatest strength and they get into like this whole little Matrix type thing that was popular around the early 2000s to do because Matrix was 99. That was 01. Yeah, it's very prime Matrix era, actually. <laughs> and he basically like mentally goes inside of Kim and he's like, you know, you to beat your enemy, you have to know them from within. So mentally, I guess this I'm guessing this is all in his head because he does this little spin where he's like, ka, 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 and he hits him in the spine. And when he does that, he looks up in his like eyes, like bulge out and, he, and all this other shit like that. So he's spiritually teaching him, I guess. And he's like doing little katas and all this other shit until Kim is finally like, get the fuck out, bro. And then he gets out of his, his body and they get into an actual fight and they're flipping and jumping around everywhere. And eventually it comes to an end and Kim goes about his way. And you think that how Kim is all good, but right before the scene ends, when right when the fucking door shuts, when Kim leaves, he goes like and spits out some blood. He's like, you're more ready than you think you are. Yeah, tough I guy. That part. Well, to okay to go ahead and throw this out there now 
I'm pretty sure the second time we started watching this movie, this is where we turned it off. Because we wanted, she wanted to rewatch it because when we watched it yesterday, it was late and she was tired. It was late. We put up wallpaper. We put up a, all night. Yeah, she had a wallpaper experience. She wanted to put the black wallpaper up on the wall where the TV's going to go up there. And it took a good, like, what, two and a half hours, three hours or so? I would say at least three hours. We watched a lot of Anthony Fantano and rap critic <laughs> videos. It was exhausting. It looks great. It, it does look good. Exhausting. Maybe they'll see it on YouTube one day or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it looks good. And you got the LED lights behind the TV, so now it's illuminated. You know, you can see now it illuminates all those bumps in the wall that we yeah. couldn't we couldn't do nothing about. They're just in the fucking wall. <laughs> this paint this has been painted seven thousand times. Yeah, they, that's what my my mom called it the uh, landlord special. She said because I sent her pictures of everything around here. She's like, oh, they gave y'all the landlord special. I was like, what is that? And she sent me a bunch of TikTok videos where I guess this is just a thing. I the joke I didn't know about because I don't do you know maintenance and all that type of shit. But where the the guys just, they just go and paint over everything. They don't strip it. They just paint over it. They painted the fucking bathroom, which was or the, not the bathroom, but the, the shower, which I never would have fucking thought to do. It's so weird to me that it's they painted that shower. So stupid. I never seen that before. And I've been in some fucking dumps, bruh. I ain't never seen that shit. <laughs> it's so stupid and it's so lazy. It is, yeah. Like it's it's to the point where it's like we have cabinet doors that won't shut because they have so much fucking paint on them. <laughs> I've, and I've thought about chipping some of that shit away because, like, I told mom, I was like, "Well, if they painted over everything before, they'll just paint all over it again, any fucking way." So, yeah, the hell do I care? And again, with the rent being as high as it is, fuck y'all. Anyway, I do what the fuck I want in here. <laughs> Welcome to California. Yeah, I know, right? High rent, hot as fuck. <laughs> You wanted this. You said I wanted. I, you. I wanted you. You wanted. Oh, that was adorable. See. Okay, I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't doing that to shut you up. Now. I'm just saying that's the truth. That's why I'm here. Uh, you know. I'm just saying. I'm you just get saying. me plus great weather. We're gonna go Catalina tomorrow. Great is like in air quotes because it's sunny. Yes, it's, but it's like when I go get my car and I touch the steering wheel and like legitimately it's like fuck like. <laughs> It's so funny. I gotta get before a you got here, it was we were pissed because it was gloomy. So I brought, like I brought it with month, me. The day you got here was the day it got hot. They knew a hot nigga was coming, so we had to get hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> I gave multiple bombs. Oh shit! So uh, he does his fight training. Oh, here's your. Tell me about the shower scenes. I think you had notes about this. Are you saying? Oh, things about this? he was like taking now after his like lesson with what's his name. Uh, Hakrim. Hakrim. He's like in the shower. He's Oops. like, I'm going to manage my powers. I can do this. I can control them. So he's like experimenting with the like faucets and the water droplets as he's showering boot naked. And they showed him cheeks. The cheeks? I think. No, no, a bubble covers them actually. I thought we saw them. Oh, did they actually show I, I think when she was creeping through the door. Oh, when so she peeked, Jade right, yeah. is like, first so she, she pretends cre- like she doesn't know yeah. that he's naked, which. She's in the shower. Yeah, she walks past his cubby and sees his clothes in there. Oh, she grabs it. She, she like, like huh? picks them up and like looks at them, and then she like walks in the locker room, and then like cracks open the door, and he's like naked, and she's like huh? booty like, butt cheeks. I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when people leave their clothes in a cubby. They're- yeah, people don't shower with clothes. On. <laughs> like insane people don't, unless you're like Dame in Creed three and washing your socks in that motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, he's like harnessing his powers and. and- Teaching himself, I guess, now at this point. And he ends up getting her wet multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. 
Yeah, something like that. Do they? I think they make. Do they make that joke, or am I just? Did I just make that joke so many times? No, I, I think they did make a like okay. wet joke. I got you wet again, or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he does all that, and then he gets her wet a second time. Yeah, so she got wet. They had a moment together, folks. Yeah, it was cute. They almost kissed. That's they right. Got interrupted. I can't remember. I forget what I forget what disrupted them. Yeah. But I know the next note, maybe it was this, because the next note is that now the vice principal is about to disband the dark oxen, and Jang Yang, of course, is pissed. So now he just challenges Ma. He's like, man, fuck you, bro. And I wrote this I wrote this quote down because we both laughed at this. He says, mano a mano, <laughs> which I don't know if little John fucked that up or if that was supposed to be the joke, but mano e mano is usually how it's supposed to be. But one on one, and he gets fucked up. He gets beat so bad. And she said this multiple times about the movie. He kicks him in the head, but now it is hopeful. He basically kicks him with like his big toe, <laughs> and ba- like he legitimately kicks him so hard he goes down into the dirt. Yeah, he like comes above his head with the his big toe, yeah. and like hits him on the top of his head, and then like digs him into the ground. It was crazy. You weren't here for that movie, but the listeners may remember. There's a movie we did way back, probably about two years ago now, called Ricky O, The Story of Ricky. And this scene gave me real strong Ricky O vibes. Honest to God, this movie feels like a kid or like a teen kid. For, this feels like the Disney Channel version of Ricky O. Ricky O, to just sum up real fucking fast, a guy gets sent to prison that has super strength and powers and shit. Like he legitimately punches a guy at one point so hard in his stomach, his stomach explodes. And yes, it shows blood and guts. It's very fucking violent. And that is why I loved it so much. Yeah. But um, there's a part where he's fighting... In the um the the prison area. Oh, what do they do to him? They do something to him. Oh, they're jabbing him. Um, I think they have him stuck in the ground, not in the same way, but they like have like bamboo things sticking into him and shit. And so every time he moves, he gets kind of fucked up. And it was giving me real strong Ricky O vibes for anybody that's seen that movie. That is also the movie where uh, the bad guy gets put into like a big meat grinder at the end, and blood is shooting everywhere. It was glorious. It sounds like torture, which I'm out on. You wouldn't. You would hate that movie. I- I think I get a shit like a nine or something. Cause I love it. I love Rio. <laughs> Cause it's like the, the evil prison warden like turns into like a big fucking like Hulk monster at the end. Pretty much. There's a guy actually that he punches him in his stomach. It's a fat guy. He punches him in his stomach. He hits him with like a right hook and it goes through his body. Like on once, like it, like it goes in and comes out. So it's like he's hooked and then he pulls his arm forward and just like a river of blood explodes out his stomach. It is fucking glorious. It is also incredibly hard to find on video now. I own the DVD because, of course, I do. You I should like, go watch Ricky O. I like action movies. I just don't like when people linger on people's pain. You won't like Ricky O. <laughs> There's also a scene where they jam a bunch of razor blades into Ricky O's oh. mouth. And then they, they, like, stick out his cheeks and shit because they're, like, piercing through. Like, that yeah. horrible. It is a 9 out of 10. I'm sure. I think that's what I gave. I would play a scene for her, but I know she's not going to like it. So I'm not even going to bother. This is her version. Like I said, if you want Ricky O, but without all that shit I'm talking about, you can watch Volcano Eye. It's the same fucking thing. I wouldn't call this my version, but go ahead. It's her version. Uh, It's the (laughs) MTV version. But yeah, so he gets beat and stomped into the sand. And uh, they have a little bonding moment here because Kim actually pulls him out of the sand. And he, I forget what he says. He says something to it. He doesn't say like, thank you. He says something smart. Like, oh, he's like, he was like, I, I was I was working my way out or some shit like that. Basically, like you ain't help. Basically, is what he was saying. Oh, I just skipped right to this, huh? All right. Um, <laughs> the next thing that the substitutes are planning on doing to these kids is just flat out mind control, <laughs> universal mind control for my uh, common fans out there. If you remember that song, that's a weird common song. He kind of went like super like mainstream hip hop. He didn't do that a whole lot. You know what song I'm talking about, right? With the uh, African band bodies them. 
Do, 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 do. You know that one? I don't think so. Oh. It's a, yeah, it was universal. It's like from 2010 or some shit. I don't know. It was all right. I like that song. But yeah, basically what they're doing is they're going to, all the substitutes are going to like use their powers all at once. They're going to surround the kid in a circle and they're just going to blank his mind and make him the model student. They're going to basically just like reprogram them, it might be the word to use. And they're about to try it on Zhang Yang. But Kim is like, nah, bro. I, 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 well, actually, I take that back. I think before Kim, I think Jay tries to stop that shit. And then Kim is like, nah, bro. And then you get another one of my favorite songs. They also let the lyrics play for this one because you got to let the lyrics play for this one. At least the hook. This uh, Damn by the Young Bloods. Of course, you don't know the hook. You don't give a damn. We don't give a fuck. What? That song. Fucking love that song. I played it on HBH Radio before. So if you're a real listener, you should know that song. And they get into a big fight. And uh, I didn't make the note, but I, took, I made the mental note here. As I'm pretty sure this is when Anita looked at me. It's like, yo, these fights are boring. <laughs> She's like, all they're doing is like shooting beams at each other and then talking. Which, yeah, because if, as I look at my notes, yeah, I got Kim versus Mr. Ma. Then I got Jung uh, and uh, Jade and Kim all team. Oh, it's right. Oh, yeah, all three of them teamed. I was like, what am I writing right there? But they all teamed up to fight. And they end up actually fucking up all the subs. The subs do get beat up, actually. They just don't beat Mr. Ma. Uh, Kim and uh, Ma, I'm going to say Ra. Kim and Ma get a second round. And I wrote Big Toe again. Because she pointed out that he also <laughs> fucked him up with the big toe. I think he kicked him into like a scoreboard or some shit, if I remember right. And then, so he basically won round two. Kim got his ass beat again. And it ain't, now I can't even say, oh, it's because he's trying to hide his powers. Like, no, he's using his powers and he's just still getting his ass beat. So then it starts raining. And if you remember what she was saying in the shower, he harnessed his water powers. That's like his superpower is to control rain and shit, I guess. So now it's raining. So he's not in Southern California. <laughs> so round three starts and I put water fight. Because that's what they're pretty much doing is just shooting water at each other like it's a fucking theme park ride. And he gets beat again. And so now it's round four. And I wrote bubbles defeat Ma because he just starts shooting fucking bubbles at him is what it looked like. And he ends up, I forget how exactly he kills him with the bubbles. I forget how the bubbles kill him. Do you remember? No. She was gone by this point. At this point, I had tapped out. Well, just know that Bubbles defeated him. Scrubbing Bubbles. Scrubbed his ass out. Wiped his ass out. Clean, baby. And the principal gets killed? I put a question mark. I'm like, I don't know if he died. It's it's questionable. I don't the know. The principal or the vice principal? Vice principal, sorry. We had the other principals in the hospital still, I guess. Okay. But yeah. The vice principal. Well, he's the principal at this time. Yes. Okay. okay I That's why I was confused. Like, well, I was like, That's right. Yeah. But he technically was the vice principal. Yeah. I don't know if he died or not, but he got fucked up. And then everybody's like cheering on Kim. He looks like the big tough guy. And then he falls over and it goes unconscious because he's been getting his ass beat for like 30 fucking minutes. Uh, and yeah, like I said, the, I mean, by this point, the fights are repetitive. It's not like kung fu fights. You're not seeing punches and kicks. It's really just like watching an anime. I was telling her because she was talking about how they would fight and then talk and then fight and then talk. I told her, don't ever watch Dragon Ball Z. Because that's pretty much the complaint I had with that show as a kid. It's one of the reasons I couldn't get into it. Because they would spend like those episodes are like what, 24 minutes long? And they might fight for like 20 minutes and then talk for the last four. And then the next episode starts and they're fighting again. And then they'll talk for another. Like there will probably be like three or four episode stretches where it's one fight for four episodes. If I'm I'm probably over exaggerating. I don't know. But that's what it felt like. So don't watch that. Because that's pretty much a vote. I mean, or if you like Dragon Ball, maybe you should watch it. Because then it's, it's like that. Vice versa, I guess. But, um, you know, Kim and Zhang, after everything is said and done, they face off in the hallway again. And Zhang is like, yo, you come out by here. You show me up, and you steal my girl. 
and Kim says something back smart to him. I don't remember what it is, but they start running up like they're gonna beef with each other. And uh, like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, he's Kim starts flying. I think both of them started flying actually in the sky. And I think like they're both flying around. And Kim actually is like, water shit's blowing up behind him. He turns toward the camera. He randomly now has sunglasses on. And he's like, laugh. him and Jang are like laughing, like, ha ha ha, you know, we're just kidding. You know, we're friends now. And then it freeze frames. And then it goes into another song that I really like, a song called Never Ever by Trillville starts playing. You never, ever, ever, ever get on my level. What? And you know, it's the thing with a lot of these songs, right? There's a lot of Lil John produced songs on here. Not a lot of Lil John songs, but a lot of Lil John produced songs. And that's where the movie ends. That is where the MTV version ends. That was Volcano High as we watched on MTV back in 2003 when I was 12 years old. Now, the fun begins because now I get to go to Wikipedia and tell you all the shit that really didn't happen. Because they changed a lot of this from what I was reading. I didn't read too much. I didn't want to spoil myself. So Volcano High, they got a whole lot of plot. <laughs> I could okay. I'll just tell you this. What do you mean you didn't want to spoil? I didn't want to look up and see what exactly was changed. I want to save the podcast. Oh, you wanted to be in the moment. Or I could read what the exact plot was. Or I could just read this because it just tells you what Americans did and what the Koreans was. So the first change it says an American MTV version. Nearly thirty minutes were edited out. And scenes were rearranged to running time of nearly 80 minutes. In the Korean version, the movie is much longer at 121 minutes. So about two hours long. In the American version, uh, Song Hakrim Hakrim, is imprisoned because Zhang framed him for trying to poison the principal. In the Korean version, Hakrim is imprisoned because Zhang Yang framed him for trying to steal the manuscript. That's something we need to go back and look at. In the MTV version, the main plot involves five teachers who are sent to discipline the students. In the Korean version, while this plot is still there, the main plot is actually about a manuscript that is told to hold great power. Many want to know its location while the five teacher subplot, or sorry, while the five teacher plot is actually a subplot. In the end, the students learn that the manuscript is just a metaphor, and Hakrim knew about Kung Soo's restoring, or sorry, Hakrim knew about Kyung Soo restoring order. Again, I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know the actual plot. MTV version, Kyung So is portrayed as a daydreamer, and his recurring dream is about a girl whom he meets in the forest. Oh, here you go. Okay. In the Korean version, this girl is actually Shima's fraternal twin sister, and she sends him into the forest to seduce him to play rugby. So the big boy character, that oh, was his so twin he sister. wins and gets him on the rugby team because he wanted him, right? Yeah, maybe that's, that was, I guess, yeah. the plot to get him on in that version. Um... So Yo Sion is Hakrim's girlfriend in the MTV version. So I think pretty sure that's the bacon hair girl. In the Korean version, she merely admires Hakrim from a distance while writing letters he would never get to read. And that explains that scene where, like I told you, where he shows up and she's just like, oh, or her jaw dropped. Because in that version, she was just an admirer, not his girlfriend. Uh, in the MTV version, Zhang Rang and Yo Chai Ye used to date. But Chai Yi dumped him and Rang hopes to get back together. Okay. So that's... Why the fuck does it not say Jay? Because that's the American version. But Zhang and Jay used to date and he wants to get back with her in the American version. In the Korean version, these two were never together and Zhang only confessed his feelings for her. So that was probably the Ring scene. And this is obvious, but the music featured is hip hop in the in the MTV version, but in the original version, it's mostly rock music. That's not surprising. Um, In the MTV version, Volcano High is said to be located in the mountains. In the Korean version... It is never revealed, and there is no such mountain. This is actually... Oh, okay. So there's not a mountain in that version. Um, in the MTV version, 
Kyung So willingly gives up his endurance contest with Zhang Yang and accidentally loses his fight with Zhang Yang. In the Korean version, Kyung So remembers his mother, father, and sister telling him to restrain himself during both of these incidents. So in that version, I guess he just remembers his parents telling him that he needs to not fight and get expelled again. Mm. Those parents are never seen in this version. Well, I'll take it back. Show the dad for a second during the ill scene. So Yeah, barely. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm going to go ahead and just read the plot for the actual movie. Why the fuck not? Prologue. 17 years of feuding sparked by the great teacher's battle has stripped authorities of their power as self-indulgence disguised as self-control grips the student body. The schools have fallen into disarray. However, there is a legend. The one who acquires the secret manuscript will end the chaos. It is a legend that disrupts the martial court of Volcano High. Now, in the 108th year of Volcano. Plots. Having been expelled from previous schools due to the lack of control of his powers, Kyung Soo is determined to graduate and attend Volcano High, the last school who will accept him. On his first day, he doesn't fit in due to him being an outsider and only friends he makes with Shima and Gorbangi, whom the latter warn of Chai Yi's reputation as Icy Jade. In another room, Hakrim is seen using his powers to make a tea-based antidote for the principal. On his way to deliver the antidote, Hakrim is able to prevent a fight between Kyung Soo and Zhang Yang. Uh, and the later, the latter hated the smell of, oh, it was tofu, I guess he was complaining about. He's like, oh. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Reminding the latter that he must not start trouble, Zhang leaves in anger. Meanwhile, trouble ensues with Vice Principal Hak Sa, who is determined to be principal of Volcano High from the former headmaster. Despite his fears of Zhang Yang, Hak Sa enlists help to frame... Uh, yeah, to frame famed, that's a fucking tongue twister. To frame famed martial arts student Hakrim for stealing an ancient manuscript that is believed to end, or sorry, is believed to help end the 17 years of feuding. However, he soon runs into several problems after successfully framing and imprisoning Hakrim. The principal is not only alive, but is in a happy induced coma, and adding to Haksa's problem is that the Dark Oxen gang have been taking over the school. Most students begin to believe Kyung So framed Hakrim. Despite his denial and maintaining his innocence, however, Chai Yi believes him and tells her friend So Soon, or sorry, Yo Soon, that she suspects Raeng of framing Hakrim. This is confirmed with Raeng showing up with his intentions to make her his queen so they could rule Volcano High together. Chai Yi refuses the offer and Kyung Su tries to defend her. However, during a fight with Raeng, Kyung Su is able to defeat him, but later is injured temporarily from the whole thing when he becomes distracted with his parents' plea to behave himself. Again, that wasn't in the MTV version. Whew. During visitation, the Hakrim, Chai Yi, and So Sion tell him about the incident of Ryang's involvement in his framing. He soon begins to sense Kriang Su is their only chance to restore order to Volcano High and ask them to set up a meeting with him. So some of this stuff isn't very different. Realizing that Ryan could hinder his efforts to take control of Volcano High and prevent him from taking the manuscript, Hak Sa calls forth Mr. Ma, they didn't change that name, and his gang known as the Five Teachers to help him retake control of the school. They succeed and begin punishing the students for minor infractions. Uh, Kyung Soo tries to avoid being in trouble at all times, afraid of the shame he could bring to his family if expelled one last time. However... Mr. Ma recognizes him from a previous school and forces him to fight. How much fucking longer is this? Uh, one day, Hakrim and Kyung Soo meet in visitation. Convinced that he may be the student's only chance to bring order to the school once more, Hakrim trains Kyung Soo to master his powers properly. Although Kyung Soo refuses to be involved, he slowly begins to realize the meaning of Hakrim's warning that he can't escape his fate and must help restore order in the school by finding the said manuscript. He begins to master his powers in the boys' shower room and accidentally gets Chai Yi wet. <laughs> <laughs> 
However, by this time, she begins to have feelings for him and vice versa. Ryang is angered by this, but more so of Hak Sa when he discovers that the vice principal has done in recruiting <clears throat> the five teachers. He tries to remind him of the original deal, but Mr. Ma sends him away. Kyung Soo finally fights Mr. Ma during the climax of the film. After a lengthy battle, he's able to defeat Mr. Ma and kill him. Opening the box, Kyung Soo reveals there is no manuscript to the shock of Ryang, Hak Sa, and the remaining four teachers. However, the students don't care because they realize the meaning Hakrim's words. That was not written right. They realized the meaning of Hakrim's words about the manuscript being a metaphor and that he knew Kyung Su was the one who was able to restore order to the school. Hak Sa eventually loses it and the remaining four teachers willingly abandoned him after the loss of Mr. Ma. So they just got, they left that motherfucker. They didn't die like an MTV version. With that, the charges against Hakrim are dismissed and he is set free. The principal is back to normal and he's able to run the school again. When he mentions the dreams of the manuscript, the students reveal that they know the truth of Hakrim's words of it being a metaphor. The principal asked him about it. The students revealed he knew that Kyung Soo was the one destined to restore order to the school because of his abilities. He was able to fight Ryang fairly and win without worry of expulsion. Kyung Soo is able to graduate from high school and make his family proud for once. In the end scenes, Kyung Soo poses with the other clubs in photos. Chai Yi notices Yo Seon writing another letter to Ha Krim and realizes she has feelings for him. She soon, she soon advises Yo Seon to tell her of him feeling, uh, Yo Seon to tell him of her feelings for him soon. She refuses and continues to write more letters. Hak Sai is seen in the same induced coma after the loss, after his loss of favor. Fuck, man. Somebody took the time to really write that shit. It sounded like a way better movie than the MTV version. It probably is. I think the DVD I had actually has both versions on there, too. So, yeah. On that note. That was so long. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to play this promo and catch my breath. And we'll be right back. Goddamn, y'all know protocol. It's time. Let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh yeah. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven at eilfm.podbean.com. I guess I should turn the volume back up. Bam! There's your <laughs> promo. Shout out to Steven Izzy. I got Roadhouse. I got my... I, I will say a slight update. The fucking container got here, folks. I have the stuff now. So Roadhouse will be coming at some point. It's not a Patreon pick, but they sent me the big deluxe 4K version. I got to review that. That was not that was not cheap. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to do it at some point for Steven Izzy. Shout out to y'all. So I can't complain about the container no more, but, you know, funny enough. They brought it at the right time frame in the morning. They said between 7 and 9, they called me at 8.30. So I guess that technically fits. But then I kept trying to tell them, that's because they was going to come back and get it the same day. And I told them, I called them at 9.30 and said, hey, we're done with this shit. We don't need it anymore. Come get it. And they never responded. And I called them and they never called me back. And I called them hours about 5 o'clock. Didn't get any answer. And Anita's mom ends up hitting me up and is like, hey, uh, the movers or the container people are here, but they were about to drop off another container that has somebody's stuff in it. 
And I was like, what? <laughs> so apparently something got crossed there and they were thinking they had to drop. I would have been so pissed if that was my stuff. And like they were like, oh, we dropped it off and it's not at the right house. Like, oh my God. They lucky her mom was there. Because if they had dropped that fucking thing off, bro, <laughs> that would have been all bad. Just people were a mess. They were so unorganized. It was it was not a great experience, man. I hope they don't ask for any surveys or nothing like that because it's gonna be bad. I'm not gonna lie on that one, bro. I'm mean, I'm gonna do. It. I'm not gonna like not do it. I'm gonna do it, bro. So don't send that to me. And you know, funny enough, they did come back and get it at nine o'clock. So now the container ordeal is officially over. It's a wrap. You don't have to hear about that no more. Woo-hoo. What you will have to hear about though is Anita giving the score to Volcano High's MTV version, like how I do them sways. What you think about it? I'm pretty sure. I just want, I know it's not going to be a high number. So I give it one point for the music. Really? I give it. It's that low. One point for. Oh, okay. I see you on two then. Yeah, I'm not done. Okay. okay. My points. Don't rush me. I ain't rushing. I'm just rush me. You ain't uh, rushing, so why you rushing? Uh, well, we're rushing because I'm so sleepy. Um, no. I give it another point. So is this three now? No, this is, I never finished my second point. Oh, okay, two. So I give it two points or another point to my one point Mm -hmm. for Andre. She did. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, real quick. Sorry, before we um, do your score, remember two, rate the voice acting for me. Like, I'll go through all the names. I just want you to tell me what you thought about them. Okay. Because there was actually, I meant to ask you that. That was my fault. I forgot. So Andre 3000, of course, you just said so. It's great. All right. You did a really good job. I agree. I actually did like how he did his thing. Lil John. He was not great, but also funny at the same I time. I love Lil so John. So it was I like in him. the middle. There was just points where he would be like he would just lose himself because he was like getting angry and he started to really Lil sound John like Lil came John. Out. That's when yeah. I loved it. That, but I, told, I don't think he was supposed to do that. You think he was supposed to do that? It's MTV. They probably don't care anymore. Oh. I was telling you, it remind me when you watch a Tyler Perry movie where he's not playing Medea and he starts getting <laughs> loud and you hear that Medea voice come out. That's, That's what it exactly sounds like. That's what it is. Um, Maya as Jade. A good. Jade good. Snoop Dogg as Hakrim. I thought he did really good too. He just sounds like Snoop Dogg. He just sounds like Snoop Dogg, <laughs> but his voice is so mellow and it fit the character. Mm-hmm. They, care, they put the right, right people. people with the right character. They did. Method Man as Mr. Ma. He just sounds like Method Man, too. Yeah. Uh, Pat Morita as vice principal. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he wasn't here much, but Big Boy as Shima. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's barely there. Khalees as Song. I don't know why. I don't know if I found her character annoying or her voice acting annoying, but I'm not sure. I can't. She was there a lot, though. Yeah. And Tracy Morgan as Wu Ping. Hilarious. He's barely, that don't give him a whole lot to do, surprisingly. When he felt, the little bit that he did, though, like he would just make these like weird noises and yeah. comments. It was funny. It was very, it fit. The casting fit. There you go. And it says, this parody version of the film aired only on MTV in the United States. We was the only ones that got this version, which does not surprise me. All right, sorry. So back to your score now. We got that out the way. So you got two so far. For the music and for Andre, what else you got? That was it. That's it. So it's a two. Yeah. Damn. Anita's first dud on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. But uh, <laughs> I'm not that hard on it. I enjoyed this shit. I loved it as a kid. I don't like it as much as a 32 year old, though. Like 12 year old, damn, fuck. I just realized that was 20 years ago. <laughs> it just hit me saying it like that. That was exactly 20 years ago. Fuck, I'm old. But um, yeah, 20 years ago, I loved this. It probably would have been like a nine because I watched the shit out of this. Now, it's enjoyable. 
like I said, if the fights were better, that I mean that might have kept the adult brain entertained. Like just laughing at all the hip hop voices didn't do it as much for me as a kid. You know, I love all the hip hop voices though. It goes by quick. Like we watched it the second time, it really did start going by fast. We just didn't finish it because I could tell she was done with it at that point. I, I would have finished yeah. it. I really tried. Like if that is not trying, I don't know what else. I mean, yeah, you gave it a, a watch and a half. Hell, it's more than a watch and a half. Then I was like, no, let's just do this. I asked him like, you want to just watch the rest? You want to do the shit because it's getting late anyway. So for her anyway. But <laughs> I have a bet. That's right. Damn it, quitting that. But um, no, I enjoy. I give it a seven. I like, oh. it. I like. I thought it. you were gonna give it higher than that. Nah, because like it's cool. Like it's, the fight scenes are, it's again, like, maybe in the original version they're better, but here they're not great. Like you're not watching Volcano High for the fight scenes, and this that's no, no not what you come here for. You it come just here felt really choppy. Well, thirty minutes cut out <laughs> and rearrange. That's the thing too. Not only that's that's the key. Not only did they cut thirty minutes out, they rearranged scenes too, so it's not flowing as their director and editor originally intended either. So. Could it also be why it's a little choppy. It doesn't help that the last movie you had me watch was The Raid. That is very true. We watched The Raid before this. 10 plus out of 10. That's an 11. If I wanted to like really be an asshole and go off the scale, that's an 11, dog. <laughs> not for her. I don't think. Would you give it like an 8 or 9? No, you said 9. I think you, I gave it a 9. You four and a half out of 5 stars. So she's at 9. So she know about some fight scenes now. You know, she was talking about, I was talking about Ricky O and all that blood and guts, but she gave that a nine. No, no but that's not. It's different. Like <laughs> I know. I'm not fucking. When that guy got his neck put through the bottom half of that broken door, fucking, God, that's filmmaking, baby. But yeah, okay. He died instantly and no, yeah, I didn't have to watch him be in pain. <clears throat> also, if he had grabbed his hand and been like, yeah, 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 and kept slamming it on there. Yeah, that probably would have taken. And I'd have been like, yes. But no. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between. But yeah, no, Volcano High, it's a fun little diversion. Like, it's not, like, this is the first time I probably watched this, not in, not in 20 years that I did watch the DVD. Probably the first time in 15 years I watched this movie. And I still enjoy it. It's like a curiosity. Like, you're not going to, it's not streaming. And it's, MTV doesn't play anything but ridiculous any fucking more. So you're not going to see it on MTV anymore. But if you got that DVD or if you go to that, whatever the fuck that V website is and want to watch it, it's worth a watch. If any of this sounds interesting, if you want to see rappers, dub a uh, Korean action movie. Go seek it out. Or just holler at me. I might send you a copy or something. Like, what they gonna do? It's not even in print. Like, you gonna get mad about being dubbing a movie that y'all motherfuckers don't even keep in print? Fuck y'all. So, yeah, seven. Damn it. What keeps it from being an eight? The fight scenes not being that great. Okay. That's pretty much... That if, it, if it had better fight scenes, that would have been it. That would have been, like, the, the push. But, no, this was seven. Like, I knew the first time watching it, it was a seven. And then watching it the second time, not having to take notes and just watching it, it's like, oh, it's a seven. It solidified my seven. Okay. It's cool. Yeah, I thought you would have gave it an eight. That younger Brent probably would have went like eight or nine, but no, it was like six, seven. It was like, I'd give it a seven, seven. No, actually, I didn't really think about six. It was just a flat. Like, the whole time, it was just like, this is a seven-ass movie. <laughs> Three-and-a-half-star movie like a motherfucker, for me anyway. Kung Pao is better, I will say that. The white people, they did better than the black folks this time. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Pao is fucking hilarious. It's, that movie is so fucking dumb. And it also has that Matrix syndrome I'm talking about because there's a scene where they parody the Matrix and he, oh, you might love this. He's fighting a cow. Huh? A CGI. And it's super C. Like they don't even try. It's CG. They don't care. And they do the little, when you know he did the bullet, like he did this and the bullets start whizzing by. They did that, but the cow was shooting milk out his udders and he's dodging the milk. Oh my gosh, that sounds hilarious. And then when he comes up, he got the milk mustache. He goes like, like that type of thing. <laughs> I'm saying Kung Pao is hilarious. There's a, my, probably one of my favorite jokes is in the very, very big, oh, one of my favorite jokes, one of the very beginning of the movie. He's like a baby 
and they're like the people are coming to kill his family and kill him because he's the chosen one and whatever and he ends up getting tumbling they got like a little baby doll and they just throw it down a hill and it's just tumbling down a hill and it's like this extended ass scene and then it gets to the bottom and they cut to like a real kid like looking all cute and everything and he's like oh it's a baby and then he goes to the side of the hill and rolls it back down he's like bye baby he rolls it down the hill <laughs> I remember watching that shit I was in tears as a kid because then it just tumbles all the way down that's not funny. <laughs> that shit is funny as fuck. <laughs> I was I mean, I, even when we watched it, even PJ, even though he didn't like that, he did laugh at that part. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> like that, that scene that, that he goes up, he's like, I like to buy some nuts. He's like, that's a lot of nuts or some shit. Like, like just dumb shit. Or even there's a, there is hip hop in that movie. There's a, there's a, every time the bad guy fights, they CGI a guy in with a boom box. And then there's one part he's playing, like, can't touch this as he's killing everybody and shit. Go watch Kung Pao. That's streaming. I have a digital copy of Kung Pao. Let's go watch that. If you don't want to take the trouble to find Volcano High. You know, really, all you got to do is go to Google and type in where to watch Volcano High. And it's like the first fucking option that comes up. That's how you watch that movie. So, yeah. Seven and a four. So, on that. I'm sorry. I said a four. Fuck. Sorry. Seven and a two. One star. See, secretly it was a four. She wavelength that to me. But it's all right, dog. <laughs> uh, we got Black History Flashcards for that ass from the Urban Intellectuals. And this week, I'm going to tell y'all about the Malagasy people of Madagascar. And they've been here since one to the present. So year one, I guess. Um, The Malagasy are a culturally diverse group thought to be the first people to settle on the land of Madagascar. Two kingdoms, the Marina and the Sakalava, (laughs) rose up to the... Oh, sorry. Rose up in the 17th and 19th centuries and were supported by the British, but eventually colonized colonized by the french you bastards genetic testing shows their ethnic makeup to be around 60 percent african and 40 percent asian Mm. the cultural mixture stemming from different groups migrating to the island even though the people are racially different they share the same language and culture in each region the malagasy believe that their dead ancestors influenced their lives and try to keep them happy by avoiding certain activities like pointing a finger at a grave or wearing red at a funeral I've heard something about wearing red at funerals. I don't know where, but that sounds familiar. I've heard somebody talk about this before. I never heard that. And that was the Malagasy people of Madagascar. Learn something new today, folks. I never heard of them before, but now I know. No one's half the battle, god damn it. And if you don't know, now you know. Nigga. So on that note, she's not going to tell you about her social media, but I'll tell you about ours. Because you can follow the podcast at... Capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase I cast, HVH podcast on Twitter, Home Video Hustle podcast on Instagram, Home Video Hustle on YouTube, uh, Home Video Hustle on Facebook. I don't know if I said that already. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Home Video Hustle. If you like Harry, Harry Whitley, want to make us watch a movie and I'll get to it faster, I promise. But you can do that over on Patreon.com slash Home Video Hustle. There might be bonus episodes coming too. I got movies I want to talk about, but like she said, I'm trying to get Patreon. So maybe the other ones will just be bonus episodes. We'll see what happens. But stick around if you want to help support the show. I mean, you could just support the show and not ask for extra shit. I mean, <laughs> let me stop being this asshole. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, what the fuck are we doing next? I got to go back to the Patreon list. Oh, I know how we're going to find out what we're doing next. Just a disclaimer. I'm not hiding my social media. I literally do not post anything ever. Yeah. So. That's true. But you don't. I don't. I, if you want me to stalk you, because that's all I do, then feel free. Oh, shout out to Daniel Boone. Though. Daniel Boone showed her some love, though. He's so sweet. Because she's always, well, she's been so worried about her voice and being annoying <laughs> and all that. And Daniel Boone gave her some assurance that her voice is not annoying. And you know, I keep telling her that. He assured me of my insecurities and I shouldn't look for validation in others, but I appreciate you. It helped. It helped. 
But um, I have her mother actually got us these movie decider dice with different genres on the dice. And this is how we're going to find out what we're doing next. And horror is here, so she better be ready if it lands on horror. Thanks, Mom. Yes, yeah, right. Uh, where do I want to land this that won't destroy the microphone sound? Let's do it right here. I don't want to throw it on that table because that bitch be like, cat, 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 cat. Uh, let me see. Hopefully, it don't fall on the floor. I'm about to roll this dice, and I'm going to just look at the Patreon list. I know the genres of each movie pretty much, so I can just look and see what we're going to do. So, Adventure, or I guess that'd be Adventure. It's a map. Treasure map, so... Oh, I'm looking at my phone. Like, oh, I do have them in my phone, but let's look at the paper. Again, soon, I'm just, I'm, you know, just show you more love. Harry, thank you for your patrons, dog, and thank you for the movie, because like I said, Volcano High was a blast from the past for me. I enjoyed going back to it. She didn't enjoy it, but she I, also didn't go back to it. Thank you for the experience. There you go. You can check it off the list now. Yes. Where the hell... Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so... Oh, man, adventure is like a broad genre, too. What the fuck could it be? Spirited away. Fuck. I probably walked into that one day. Yep. Uh, do I want to just get that out of the fucking way? Is this the longest movie on here? No, it's yeah, it is. By five minutes, it's the longest movie on here. Yeah, because other than that, it's Welcome to Whoop Whoop or Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I'm kind of fucked anyway. I go with this one. Let me mark off Volcano High now, too, because I can finally do that now. Let's mark him off. Damn, is that really what we about to do next week? Fuck it. Just get it the fuck out of the way. <laughs> I might need a good nap. So, yeah, I guess next week. And see, she was talking shit about the dice, and it just helped her out. Let me just see if I roll it one more time. Let's see what happens. Oh, what is is that? Oh, that's drama, I guess. Wouldn't that be drama, technically? Would I think you, so. Yeah, consider that drama the little... Check the or is that... Oh, wait, or is it, oh, is it say on the back with that? Sure it does. Oh, it does. Let's see what Men, it is. instructions, you know. That I happens. ain't heard about that. Oh, so that is... A, oh, so, oh, no, that was comedy. Oh, that's drama, the sad one. Oh, uh, okay. So comedy would have been what? Well, I don't, it's it's comedy on there. All right, so yeah, we know what it is. All right, so I'm just gonna get Miyazaki's ass out of the way. It's gonna be a Prince never sings. I've never seen that shit before. So Spirited Away, two hours and five minutes. Fuck. It's a good movie. We're gonna find out next week, folks. It's gonna be a Prince never seen. We're getting a lot of those on top of these Patreon lists too. So that's pretty cool. So until next time, we talk about good old Miyazaki. You know, funny enough, I went to, I think, yeah, the first time I came out here, we went to that motion picture museum. They had a whole Miyazaki exhibit. And I walked through there. And I'm like, yo, this is so cool. I don't know any of this shit. So <laughs> now I guess I'll learn. So until then, I got one thing left to tell you. And that is that I'm Brent. I'm Anita. She did it. She ain't gonna do this, though. I ain't gonna get that one. I almost did it, and then I backed out. Into... No, don't try to force it. <laughs> no, alright. I'll try. Alright, beat dropped anyway. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great rest of whatever day you listen to this on. Like I said, Volcano High. Just go to... Actually, when you go to Google Chrome... It brings up the first thing it brings is a Reddit post that will eventually lead you to it. But if you go to Bing or no, is that what Microsoft says? Yeah, Bing. Bing actually brings up the actual video right there at the top. So use Bing to get straight to Volcano High. Or if you like me and just break out the DVD, you can always do that too, I guess. It's out of print, but it's not super expensive. It's like 30 bucks on Amazon, so it's not terribly expensive. I paid like five bucks for it, so I mean, hey, but that was back in 2003. But hey, you know what it is, what it is, folks. Um, yeah, I guess spirited away, man. We'll see what happens next week. But until then, peace.